Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. Today, I'm going to talk all about dog doors. So I posted something about a doggy door on Instagram and loads of people had questions. So I figured I would kind of share with you my perspective on dog doors, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, But before we jump into today's episode, have you been listening to the previous episodes? Woo! I had an amazing conversation with a bunch of colleagues about dog training. There were two episodes. I had another conversation with a colleague about puppy socialization. So many good episodes. So if you missed out on those, be sure you go back and listen to those. If you have a topic you'd like me to talk about on the podcast, head over to disorderlydogs.com and you can submit a podcast topic. And if I talk about your suggested topic, I will be sure to shout you out. If you have been a longtime listener and you have yet to leave a five-star review, that would be amazing. Five-star reviews do a couple of things. One, obviously, they positively reinforce all of the episodes that I have created for you for free, but it also makes it easier for other dog guardians to find this podcast so they can get access to the awesome information that you have benefited from. So if you can leave me a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts, I would be super-duper grateful. If you are new around here and you need training support, we can support you in a couple of different ways. We have two different free mini courses. We have a reactive dog free mini course and an adventure dog free mini course. So we have those freebies for you that you can access. They have amazing tangible steps you can take today to see better behavior from your dog. We also have a self-guided reactive dog program that you can join so that you can start your reactive dog journey right away. Many of you already know about our group coaching program, Reactive Redefined, that will reopen for enrollment and August. August. We also see clients one-to-one. We no longer work with people in person because we are too busy, but we take one-to-one virtual clients. So if you wanted to work with me or Steph, you can head over to the website to get signed up for that training. So without further ado, ado, let's talk about dog doors. So when I'm talking about dog doors, that's literally like a hole you cut in your wall and you put in like a plastic door with a flap so that the dog can get outside on their own. Yeah. So just to be clear about what we're talking about when it comes to dog doors. So I want to kind of tell you why I love dog doors and then kind of get to some of the caveats and some of the things that maybe you need to know about dog doors and your individual dog. So one of the biggest reasons why I love having a dog door is that Waylon has access to outside basically whenever he wants to. And I think that that's really, really important because being outside to me is a basic need and a right of our dogs. And I think that a lot of our pet dogs spend significantly too much time inside. So I really love that Waylon has access to being outside and getting sunshine as much as he wants. I don't know about your dogs, but Waylon loves to sunbathe. And we have a picnic table in the backyard that Waylon loves to lay on top of and sunbathe. And it makes me so happy to know that he can go outside and do that at his convenience. Um, I recently finished reading Forever Dog, which is an amazing book. Um, And they were talking a lot about 
how access to soil and dirt at an early age has a direct impact on a dog's gut biome, which in turn has an impact on their overall health. So being outside and having access to earth is not only a basic need, but also really good for your dog's health. So I think it's really important that we allow as much access to outside for our dogs as we possibly can. Obviously, dog doors are also awesome because then the dog can go outside and go potty as they need. As Tiva aged and she needed to go to the bathroom more, the doggy door was the best because she could just go outside and go potty whenever she needed, which was really a lot. And then obviously a dog door makes for convenience on the human end too, right? You're not having to constantly open and close the door, take the dog outside, It's also very convenient if you work longer hours and your dog does have to be alone for longer durations of time. It's really nice that they can have access to outside and go potty and all of that as they need. I know that a lot of dogs are capable of holding it for a long duration of time, but that is not good for any of us, right? To like hold going to the bathroom for too long. So I think that the dog door can open up a really nice outlet for that as well. Um, the dog door can be amazing. And I want to kind of give you some caveats. So there are a lot of behaviors that can be practiced when they have access to outside when you are not there. So obviously alert barking, digging, fence fighting, all of those behaviors are absolutely plausible if your dog has access to a doggy door, right? (laughs) No, no doubt about that. Um, but I think that with proper management in place, we can still allow our dogs to have access to outside without those being a huge risk. So where I live, my neighbors don't really care about dogs barking. So I do have some luxury in that. I don't really have to worry about Waylon's alert barking in the backyard being a nuisance to my neighbors. In fact, one of our neighbors loves that he barks because then she knows that there are people, right? So we back up to a park and then we have a neighbors on two sides. So those neighbors do not care about the barking. So I am spoiled in that way. If you have neighbors that do care about the barking, you're probably going to have to be a little bit more creative about when the doggy door is open and when the doggy door is closed. Um, Waylon does practice alert barking in the backyard because he always has access to, well, not always, but most of the time has access to the backyard. So that is something that he practices and it doesn't bother me, right? Like it's not a huge deal. He barks a little bit and then he lets it go and he goes back to napping on the picnic table. If you have a dog who is more prone to intense duration of alert barking and having a hard time coming back down to earth and letting it go, you're going to have to be a little bit more thoughtful about your dog's access to outside. If you have neighbors who complain about dogs barking, again, that's going to kind of force your hand a little bit. But I don't think that that means that your dogs shouldn't have access to the doggy door. Something else that Waylon will engage in in the backyard without supervision is fence fighting with the neighbor dog. 
Um, and I just have a gate. I just have a, um, an X pen set up in the corner where he does it so that when I am not home, that management is in place. Sometimes he will bark there, but for the most part with that gate up, it basically prevents the fence fighting from happening. So that is something that I have in place to make sure if fence fighting were to happen, there's at least a buffer and he can't actually get to the fence. The problem that I have with Waylon and the neighbor dog fence fighting is that the neighbor dog is little and can get their face through the fence and the dog has actually bit Waylon through the fence. So that's something that I have to be careful about because I don't want Waylon's little face to get bit by the neighbor dog. Um, something else about that is that my neighbors let their dog fence fight and they do not intervene. So it's one of those that... If I don't have management in place, it's going to go on for a long time without human intervention. And I want to just be super duper careful about that. Um, something else that can definitely happen when your dog has access to the doggy door is they can get in the habit of digging and getting into mischief in the backyard. For me, digging is not a big deal, right? Um, our backyard is nice, but it's not pristine. So digging holes isn't really a big deal for me. If you don't want your dog to dig holes or get into mischief, you're going to get have to get creative about using gates and managing the environment. So I think it really is important that if your dog has access to a doggy door, you have some formal management in place. For us, it's usually just gates and X pens to prevent the dog from getting where we don't want them to get. So our backyard is basically fenced off into an area where Waylon can have access and it's very unlikely that he could get out. It's very unlikely that he could get into too much trouble. So it works out super well for us. Um, I think that something that is important when we're looking at access to dog doors is looking at our dog's age. So obviously all of you have heard the tales of, of Waylon aging and growing and in his early days, I had to be a little bit more careful about access to the backyard because he was just more prone to more mischief. So over the years, Waylon has, I guess we could say, earned more privilege in the backyard because he's just more mature and he's capable of making better decisions. So having a doggy door does not mean that I think that you should let your dog have access to outside all the time, no matter what. You're going to have to get creative about when that door should be closed and when it should be open. Something else I think you need to consider with your, your dog in your area is wildlife and what wildlife could potentially make its way into your yard in the nighttime. We're really lucky that at our house, we don't really have to worry too much about that. We have never had any issues with skunks or raccoons or anything like that. But if you live in an area where um, nocturnal wildlife is making its way into your backyard, that might be a situation where the doggy door is closed at night. So I don't want to say that it doesn't come without risk because it ab absolutely does. But I think with some foresight and some planning and some management, <clears throat> the doggy door can be really, really amazing for our dogs. Like I said, majority of the time when the weather is nice, Waylon wants to be outside. He does not want to be inside. And I think that that's something that I totally resonate with, right? And I'm sure a lot of you can feel me on that, that having access to being outside is really good for our overall health and well-being. And I think it's really important that if possible, we allow that access for our dogs. Um, 
I love having a dog door for Waylon. It's spectacular. Um, we've had a lot of dogs in and out of this house over the years who have all greatly benefited from having access to the backyard. Obviously, now that Tiva has gone, we're just down to one dog. But when we had multiple dogs when Tiva was younger, they would just let themselves out into the backyard and go play and have the best time. And it's so nice, right, that they have the autonomy to be able to do that. And I don't have to be there nagging them. All right, you guys come inside. I want to close the door or hold on. I got to open the door for you. So I do think it can be a really nice way for our dogs to meet their own needs a little bit more. I will say that, you know, some other caveats to the dog door, just from like a homeowner's perspective, is that the dog door is not terribly um, sealed and secure. So like cold days, windy days, we definitely close that dog door so that it doesn't cause a horrible draft. So there are some caveats to all of that. I know something that a lot of people worry about is like wildlife making their way through the doggy door. I have no personal experience with that. We've been in this house for seven years now and it's the doggy door has been open a majority of the time and we have never had issues with animals making their way in through the doggy door. So, you know, obviously you have to know your area and the wildlife near you and there's probably going to be more caveats if you live in like the forest or something like that. You're going to have to be just a little bit more careful. But overall, I think that doggy doors are worth some of the caveats and I know that Waylon's quality of life is improved because of it and let's be honest my quality of life is improved too because I'm not opening and closing my door a million times a day so everybody that's kind of my thoughts on dog doors I hope that that was helpful like I said if you have a podcast suggestion um, topic please head over to disorderlydogs.com if you don't already follow us on Instagram at a good feeling underscore nco I post almost daily training inspiration and tips there so be sure to check that out everyone have a beautiful weekend smooch those puppies for me and i am already looking forward to the next episode let's be honest some dogs just need an opportunity to run around off leash so that it's easier to live with them the only caveat to that is that not all dogs are trustworthy off leash that is why i created my 21 day recall training program trustworthy recalls i give you the exact framework that i use to get wayland's recall to almost 100 reliability as an added bonus in trustworthy recalls we've also just added a whistle recall training plan so whether you need to train a verbal cue or a whistle recall we got you in our 21 day training program trustworthy recalls link to that is in the show notes thanks for tuning in i hope you enjoyed the show if you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, it's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.